0: Hello my sweet friend. Welcome to this embodied life with board-certified life and well-being nurse coach Megan Rattan. In this podcast, I offer insights, resources, and practices to support you in connecting with the wisdom of your own body and experiences. Today, I wanted to speak into being versus doing. There's a common misconception that many of us have that we've been conditioned to, whether explicitly or implicitly, and this is around the idea of hard work, effort, and achievement. I am on a quest to radically disrupt our conditioning. I'm on a mission to radically shift our current model of overdoing of overwhelm, and of overstimulation into a model that deeply aligns, celebrates, and leverages our being mode. There are common threads to all of this, and I'll be speaking into it over and over again in my podcast. It has to do with our nervous systems. It has to do with our time and our energy. It has to do with our conditioning. It has to do with our internal healing On another podcast, I will speak about theories and practices of internal family systems, but a quick breakdown is that we all have parts within us, our higher self, our inner child, and protector parts. All are there, all are welcome, and all need a space to be heard, validated, and healed. As high performers, achievers, and leaders, many of us have been conditioned to do more in order to receive validation and recognition. In order to receive love and belonging in order to feel like we have value and this all gets deeply heightened in times of stress many of us try to outperform our way out of a stressful or triggering situation and this deeply rings true for me and my past patterns of behavior i was doing it all i was checking all the boxes gaining accomplishments gaining promotions hitting milestones I was constantly striving to exceed everyone's expectations, trying to hit the next achievement, while also struggling with comparison and deep self-doubt. I was creating the life that I wanted, and yet I felt unsettled, unfulfilled, and disconnected. I kept finding myself thinking, is this what success is supposed to feel like? Is this as happy as I'm ever going to be? I kept putting my idea of success and happiness on this magical island of quote, unquote, then. You too may know this island very well. Once I get that promotion, then I'll have. Once we go on that trip, then I'll feel. If I can just make it through this week, then I'll be able to. It was a very vicious and insidious feedback loop of constantly overdoing and underbeing. I was never going to arrive there was always going to be another hurdle to go through I wasn't even able to really savor celebrations or achievements let alone downtime because another action or task that I pressured myself into was on the horizon already it was about control I felt like I didn't have any control and yet the truth is I not only had control over my situation I was creating it over and over and over again. And then I realized that I couldn't outdo, outwork, or outperform the void that I was feeling, that my current trajectory wasn't sustainable, and I was missing out on the depth and joy of my own beautiful life. (sighs) So I began the journey of deeply tending to my inner work, of listening and tending to my being, because the truth is you can't outdo the inner work. Many of us were not taught to listen to and learn from the wisdom of our own experiences, from the wisdom of our own bodies, from the wisdom of our inner compass and voice. I support my clients in creating boundaries My clients have daily rituals and practices such as yoga, breathwork, meditation, journaling, intentional time in nature, reading, and they do all of this not in spite of their careers or partners or families, but in honor of them. They know that these rituals and practices are essential to their happiness, to their success. On a previous podcast, I spoke a bit about our energetic levels. This has to do with our masculine and feminine energies. And all beings, regardless of gender identification, house both masculine and feminine energies. Masculine energy, or yang in Taoism, is centered on our doing mode. These characteristics include giving, our logical mind, the external, direction, action, achievement, planning, goal orientation, drive. Feminine energy, or yin, is centered on our being mode. These characteristics include receiving, our intuitive mind, the internal, receptivity, fluidity, feeling, reflection. Many of us operate on our masculine energy far more than we are able to tap into our feminine energy. And this is conditioned over and over again, especially within the United States. We need both energies, our balance, our happiness, our success, our well being, our health. Deeply depend on it. We need to pause. We need to welcome and ritualize being. Much of our inspiration and creativity comes from a place of tending. My personal practice of radical self care runs deep now and includes intentional self check ins, or what I refer to as energy audits. Each Sunday, I assess what my energy levels are, my physical energy and how I'm feeling in my body, my emotional energy, my mental energy, my spiritual energy. From the space, I'm able to identify what my needs are for that week. I look over our family calendar as well as my work calendar and make sure to always carve out non-negotiable free and be time for myself. There's a quote by a Hindu activist named Mahjaya Sati Bhagavati, and she says, We drink as we pour. We shouldn't wait until we have an empty cup to fill it up. We should be filling to abundance, and then that flows over and out onto others. It's never stagnant. It's always fluid and moving. I like to picture a waterfall cascading down to a pool of water, that then feeds to a stream. It's constant. High performing social activists know this. High performing athletes know this. Performers know this. You need to rest in order to act. Another energy audit that I do and encourage my clients to do is creating a two-column list. In one column, you write out all of the people, places, behaviors, and habits that fill you with energy. And these can be from your current life today or from your past. My husband and I jokingly talk about the season of life that we're in. We live in a house full of children (laughs) and instruments and a lot of people who come over and visit ask whether we play and we sheepishly not really we tinker we like to say we tinker because we both used to play a lot more prior to having children so I like to add playing guitar and singing playing piano and singing as well into my fill my energy list column because although that was tended to more when I was younger it's still something I can pick up and do. It's a five minute activity I could do. So you create your list and on one side you write down everything that fills you up. And then in the other column, you write out all of the people, places, behaviors, and habits that drain you of energy. The goal being that you begin to intentionally dip into the fill column and create boundaries and remove items from the drain column. My energy audits help me as a coach and an entrepreneur. I get really clear on when it is time for me to innovate and create, when it is time for me to put myself out there and connect, or when it is time to rest and retreat. They support me as a partner and a mom. I don't act out of obligation or hold feelings of resentment. I lean into play with my kiddos. I make intentional date nights with my husband. We sit down to dinner as a family, no toys, no devices. Given our kiddos are active and are also at ages seven and nine, so we all start by sitting at the table, but at any given time, someone's up and wiggling around. I'm also really mindful of my own personal cycles. I like to follow the cycles of the moon. Some follow their menstrual cycle if they have one. And however you identify in your body, and regardless of the season of life that you're in, it's really helpful to understand your own rhythms and patterns. I recommend doing a daily audit of how you're feeling for at least one month. See what patterns arise for you. In all honesty, I'm kind of an every other week person when it comes to upbeat and outgoing and introverted and quiet. And now that I recognize that, I can honor it rather than continually judge myself about what may be wrong with me. For example, I know that the month of January is what I like to call an emotional and spiritual hangover. So I nurture and tend. I choose more quiet activities such as yoga, meditation, the sauna. I'll get outside for a simple walk, and that's it. I don't overschedule myself. I say no to a lot of social requests, and I don't push my body. I go to bed early, and sometimes I sleep around nine hours a night. This all helps me navigate my own darker mood during this time. It doesn't reverse it, it doesn't change it, but it holds it, and it offers it a safe place to be. For a lot of women, this can be true for a week, even longer every month? What would happen if you honored that? What would happen if you listen to your body and offer it stillness, quiet and rest when it's asking? Now, I know we can't always offer ourselves all that we need in any given moment. So an energy audit is a really good way to get clear on what has to be done that week and what doesn't all from an awareness of what you are feeling within your own body. So many of us are walking to-do lists, and I promise you, many of us are also using our energy and channeling it toward the wrong things. When we prioritize what truly matters most to us, we're able to get really intentional about who and what receives our energy, and we are able to feel more energetic in doing so. I want to take a moment here to also lean into the word discipline and speak into what Glennon Doyle says about we can do hard things. I deeply believe that we can do hard things, and I love the art and practice of discipline. It's how we use this powerful language that matters. Sometimes doing the hard thing means walking away from a task to take a break outside in nature. Sometimes doing the hard thing Means hiring a therapist or investing in a coach to help you look further inward on what deep visions you have, what limiting beliefs are holding you back, and what inner wounds and possible traumas need healing. Discipline can mean having a daily meditation or yoga or journaling or prayer practice that is non negotiable. It may sound trite, but I love LeBron James. I don't even watch a lot of sports and I deeply love this man. His show, the shop on HBO is remarkable. And I think he is a remarkable athlete and human being. LeBron James embodies discipline. He puts in the work to be who he is on the court. He also meditates before every game. Hear that again. He meditates before every game to become centered and listen to what he calls his inner self. So now let's speak about time because there may be a part of you that is triggered or a part of you that is thinking, I don't have time. And I'm going to just go ahead and call bullshit on that one right here and now. If you don't believe me, you can pause this episode once again, go into your phone or device's settings, Look at what your screen time is. It should break it down to a daily average. And it'll show you how much time you spend on social media, on games, on entertainment. Trust me, you have time. It's about how you're using your time. And what's truly beautiful about what I'm sharing here, the magic behind all of this, If you start creating boundaries around your own self-care practices, you will create more energy and time for what truly matters to you. Even on your busiest, most stressful day, I guarantee you can carve out at the very least five minutes. We recently went on a Disneyland trip as a family. Not a lot of downtime there, and let alone any personal time. So I was really intentional and I can't believe I'm going to share this, but here you go. Anytime I went into the restroom, I would take a moment, seat to the toilet, feet to the floor, and close my eyes. I'd put a hand on my heart and take three breaths and remind myself to be present, to be grounded, and to be here now in this moment and enjoy it. And it brought me peace and back to the intention of our trip, to have an absolute blast as a family. A balanced nervous system equals balanced energy and a balanced life. We're human. We will get knocked off center. And then we can offer ourselves the practices we need to course correct. During times of stress or imbalance, which happens to all of us, You will be able to access a resource that brings you back to a grounded center quicker. You will feel held in times of uncertainty. You'll feel supported when you need it most. This is about inner wisdom and resourcing. This is about leaning into and learning from your own body. You are a powerhouse. Remember that stillness and tapping into being is how we find clarity. And it's from this place that you're able to make decisions with ease, channel energy towards what truly matters to you, and access guidance. You'll feel open to receive joy and love, grace, abundance. Over time, you will actually welcome and invite in this form of stillness. So, moment of self-truth here. I don't know what kind of income I'm going to create in my own business, but I do know what my deep why is, and that is raising the collective. I want to support women leaders. I want to support artists and creatives. I want to support small business owners and entrepreneurs. I want to support those who want a seat at the table. I want to travel abroad with my family and have my children experience the vibrancy of other cultures and communities, to continually inspire them to be adventurous and dream big in their own unique ways. I want to keep showing up with fierce and bold love for my husband, to continue to celebrate our journey of growing really well together. And I can't do any of this if I'm burnt out. Like recognizes like, and I want to call in some really high energies and frequencies. I am on a new timeline of connection, joy, and success for myself, for my family, for my clients, for my community, and for the collective. Radical self-care is necessary. Self-resourcing is necessary. It's not in spite of, it's in honor of. I meditate and sauna, I do yoga, I play games with my children, take walks outside, I dance alone in my kitchen with the volume at max, I play guitar and sing, I write, I created this podcast, I lead meditations because all of this fills me up. These activities, these moments, ground and center me. They connect me over and over again. This entire episode is devoted and dedicated to your very being. Not by any achievement or task or activity that you do, but just by who you are. My hope is that you have some really good takeaways from this episode my hope is that this episode challenges you and possibly shifts your frame, even if it's just in the slightest bit. And if you would like more insights and guidance, you can go to my website at rattancoaching.com or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, my sweet friend, be well.